on episode 327 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Cuphead gets tested. We're going to take a look at a few games, uh, plus your feedback and the Nintendo download, plus some controversy on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. Here we go. Nintendo Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like you. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. All right, the Nintendo download is where we're going to start today. Uh, every week Nintendo posts this usually on Thursdays is when I include it, but, uh, that was a packed show anyway, so I couldn't include it. And I forgot at the same time, let's take a look at what Nintendo thinks you should be downloading, uh, this week. First off version 3.0 of smash brothers, which we are going to talk about a little bit more very, very soon. Uh, but that, that has come out. Uh, so if you haven't already downloaded it and tried out Joker as well as the new stages and the stage builder and the video editor, then go download it and check it out because it's uh, free except for the Joker part. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 uh, is dropping on April 22nd, so that's coming out in just two days. This is the latest installment in the critically acclaimed franchise it provides a deeper and more personalized experience than ever before, featuring a roster of new and returning classic fighters. Mortal Kombat's best-in-class cinematic story mode continues the epic saga over 25 years in the making. I never really thought of Mortal Kombat games as being games that have much story, but that's because I stopped playing around Mortal Kombat 2. Cuphead, another game that we're going to be talking about in a little bit, is uh, it's coming out on... Actually, no, it's already out. So make sure that you... If you've not played Cuphead, uh, then you definitely want to pick that game up. It's fantastic. I have not picked it up for Nintendo Switch because I have it on PC, and I don't know that I need to buy it again. But uh, when we talk about what Digital Foundry was doing, I was watching some footage, and it made me kind of want to buy it. So I don't know if I can resist. Uh, Somebody hold me back. Katana Zero is something that was shown off at Nintendo's, during Nintendo's recent um, indie showcase, I I believe that they called it. And it was pretty cool looking. It's a 2D, like 8 to 16-bit sprite work uh, running gun shooter with a a sword. Uh, And it looks really, really cool. Uh, Katana Zero is a stylish neo-noir action platformer featuring breakneck action in insta-death combat, slash dash, and manipulate time to unravel your past in a beautifully brutal acrobatic display. I like it when they pack a lot of uh, adjectives in there. And then finally, Nintendo wants you to check out Dragon's Dogma. Uh, I've heard fantastic things about this RPG. I have not played it myself. That comes out on April 23rd, so you're not going to have to wait long. Uh, you choose between three different starter jobs, um, which you can develop into nine total jobs. 
It has a dynamic combat system in order to wield devastating skills and magics to tackle deadly foes. Um, Again, I haven't played it, but I've heard extremely good things about it, and it's definitely something that's on my wish list for the future. So that is the Nintendo download. There's more to it, so if you want, you can go to runjumpstomp.com, check out the show notes, and you can find out more about what Nintendo thinks that you need to check out. Let's move on to something that is a little bit controversial. So Nintendo added a stage builder to Smash 3.0, and that's really cool. However, I think I said when I was, because I, I live streamed on Twitch my um, uh, my my first time playing um, the the stage builder, and all I could think of was, okay, people are going to abuse this, and of course people did. Uh, you know, drawing things that are inappropriate because that's what the internet does. They're idiots. Um, and but there is a way for you to report things that are inappropriate. Now, this is kind of controversial. This is over at uh, Resetera. Um, somebody has captured some tweets and po- posted them as a forum, but they hid the name and stuff. I'm, I'm not sure why they would do that. That seems like they are, maybe, maybe they're doing that because they don't want people to uh, attack this person. And I guess that makes sense. Um, though what they said was in public and I can't, I, I almost said something stupid. I almost said something, probably one of the stupidest things I ever said. I almost said, I can't see why anybody would attack this person and then I realized that we're talking about the damn internet and that the people on the internet are just horrible, horrible people. So what is it that Bill's talking about? Stop beating around the bush. Get to the point. Uh, Nintendo has, in their infinite wisdom, decided that this stage, which is featuring the trans flag, violates their terms of service. So uh, if you... I can't zoom in on the picture... But it's basically the flag for people who are transgendered, uh, which is a blue stripe on top and bottom, a pink stripe in the middle, and then a white stripe in, in or, or a white stripe down the center, uh, all horizontally. And my guess is what like I, I think that a lot of people saw this and they're like, "Whoa, why would Nintendo uh, think that that um, violated terms of service?" Well. Uh, they have they reached out to customer support, and the reason that it was taken down was because it was considered a political statement. According to their records, my account was also suspended for nine hours. So not only is this person's, um, not only is this person's um, if stage that they made taken down, but they also had their account suspended for nine hours. Now. A lot of people are probably getting out their pitchforks, lighting some torches, and starting to march towards Nintendo HQ. And I want everybody to just wait a minute. First off, do I condone what Nintendo did here? No. But what I think probably happened, it probably was a bunch of people reported this as being a political statement. And so Nintendo took it down without really doing the the research to figure out what the hell is going on 
which is bad. Like Nintendo shouldn't do that. They should actually um, <clears throat> maybe do a temporary takedown on something that gets a lot of reports and then look into it with a person making that decision. Okay. And the reason why I think that this is probably what happened is because somebody went on uh, the Nintendo Switch on 3.0, was checking to see what other things come up when you type trans as the keyword. And sure enough, a whole bunch of things that show the trans flag are, are is showing up. These things haven't been uh, taken down. So it's not that Nintendo is saying, well, we're going to take down anything that's trans. It's that probably a bunch of trolls, a bunch of horrible, horrible trolls saw this and they probably all decided, let's all report this as bad. And then Nintendo will react to cause all kinds of controversy. And this is ex- this this is how I think is is exactly what happens. Res TV in chat has said something really, really smart here. He says, it just shows how inexperienced Nintendo is at online things. I hope they learn from this fast. And I absolutely hope that Nintendo learns from this fast because what they're doing is reacting to trolls, which only empowers the trolls and gets them to keep doing this stuff more and more and more. Nintendo needs to find a way to not react quite so fast. Now, at the same time, you also have to be careful because there were also people... I mean, Smash is a game which is rated E10+, plus, I think? Is it, is it rated T? Oh, I don't have a physical copy. Um, I think it's rated T. And having like giant penises drawn as a as a stage in smash is something that has happened instantaneously and i don't think anybody is surprised because of course the internet is a horrible place guess what i want to make sure that i say this before anybody gets the idea that i'm against free speech the internet should be a horrible place Anybody should be able to say whatever they want on the internet, and then we should be able to have the ability to block them. And corporations should have the ability to say, you know what, you don't get to talk like that here and ban them. Having a corporation ban you for being a jackass is not infringing upon your free speech. However, Nintendo taking this... um, this really not at all offensive uh, flag down is just monumentally stupid. And Nintendo needs to figure out how to do this better. Uh, Lord Ravenclaw in chat is telling me it is, yes, it is E10+, not T for teen. So there you go. Thank you very much for the clarification because my memory is like a, a wet sponge. I don't know what that means. All right. So I want you guys to let me know what you think about this. And I'm going to move on because I think I kind of said my piece. I want to talk about a couple of games that I've played uh, this week. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. 
After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right. First, I want to start off with a um, a point and click adventure called Truberbrook, and uh, this game is actually pretty pretty interesting. Uh, most point and click adventures, I don't really get very far in, and of course, I'm still pretty early on in Truberbrook. Um, but the the reason why I think that it might change for me with Truberbrook is because with this game. As you're playing, you can hold on a button and it puts little dots all over the screen. And these are dots where you can look at things or interact with things and you don't have to guess. I remember many times playing a point and click adventure and dragging my mouse across the screen, hoping that it would turn into something and going back and forth when I got stuck. And that was the kind of thing that would often turn me away from a game where I would get stuck and couldn't go any further being able to hold down a button and have all of the interactable objects pop up on the screen when you're stuck in the game means that I'm much more likely to figure out a puzzle that is giving me a hard time and I'm much more likely to finish. So uh, Trooper Brook is a point and click adventure that I'm going to jump back into. The graphics are really good. Yes, R- Lord Ravensclaw pointed out that they love the graphics of that game, and it is a very, very cool looking game. It's got a. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it best. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to bring it up on on screen for those of you who are listening to the podcast. You're not going to see this, but. Um, you can you can see what it looks like now if you're watching the the footage here. It looks really really cool. And if you want to see the the footage, you can check out my um my first look over on my YouTube channel. Uh, but that's what the game looks like. It's got a cool art style, cartoony but not too cartoony, clayish but not too clayish. It's tough to describe. All right, another game that I want to talk about is not really a game and it's called feather it's basically a flying simulator and you play as a bird there's no goal in the game uh at first i thought oh okay there's you can see rings that you can fly through but the only thing that the rings do in the game is change the music so you'll be listening to music uh and it's got a pretty cool um 
mellow soundtrack going on. Uh, but if you want to change what the music sounds like, just go find a ring and fly through it, and the audio will change. It's It's got decent controls. They're a little... They aren't perfect. They aren't exactly how I would personally want them, and there's no way to customize them the way that I would want. But I, I felt like it was it was pretty fun to fly around. Now, the thing that uh, that bothered me is that there are no collectibles in the game at all. Like, that's the one thing that I feel like Feather would need in order for me to say, yeah, you should go check this out. Because Feather has nothing for you to collect, nothing for you to search for. It's just this island that you can fly around on. And while it looks cool, has neat graphics, and um, the feel of flying is pretty great, there's nothing for you to go after. There's no goal so it's basically just a flying simulator. Vaxer in chat says it's a game to play for five minutes when you are bored. But I would say there's probably better ways or better games that you can spend five minutes on that you can have some fun with. But maybe this game just isn't for me. You know, maybe it's for somebody else. So if that sounds cool, uh, you know, check out my YouTube channel. There's a first look over there. And I think that... It has potential, but they have more work to do in order for it to realize its potential. Um, let's talk about Digital Foundry. They they took a look at Cuphead, and let's talk about what they found. Uh, Cuphead is a game came out in 2017, and it is so incredibly fun. I played the hell out of this game on my PC. Uh, really, very, very difficult side-scrolling shooter that has an art style which screams uh, Steamboat Willie. And if you're not old like me and you might not know what Steamboat Willie is, it is the original Mickey Mouse cartoon. And there was a definite style that the super old Mickey Mouse cartoons had. And Cuphead mimics that in a wonderful way. It also has an, an exceedingly great soundtrack uh, of like this cool, jazzy, uh, big band kind of orchestra thing going on. And it just, it sounds awesome. I'm a huge fan of the both the music and the visuals for Cuphead. And the reason why I'm talking about it is because it just came out for the Nintendo Switch. I haven't, I said it earlier, I haven't picked it up myself yet, but it is something that I'm I'm thinking about, even though I already own it on PC. Now, um, it's it's basically a run-and-gun side-scrolling shooter, and with, with the a beautiful art style and the amazing sound, like I said, and the Switch version, according to Digital Foundry, is pretty much the most perfect port you will ever find. It looks exactly like it does on xbox one pro or x or whatever uh it doesn't matter what you play this game on it always looks good and that's because every single piece of art is hand drawn and scanned in everything looks beautiful and on the nintendo switch it just looks really really amazing and has a steady 60 frames per second uh frame rate 
the whole time. That was the thing that I was worried about was, will they be able to nail that frame rate with the Nintendo Switch on much less powerful hardware? And apparently, according to Digital Foundry, who, if you don't follow them, you should, because they analyze the hell out of video games and tell you exactly uh, when it looks best, when it, uh, which system you should be playing it on, and uh, uh, you know where's the, the hiccups with the game. And they just couldn't find any flaws with Cuphead. In fact, they showed side-by-side side a 720p version and a 1080p version, and you couldn't really tell the difference between the two because of the way that the art is done. I love it when developers do things like this because they they vastly... They, nobody can argue that Cuphead is not a beautiful game. I've never heard anybody look at it and say, oh, that doesn't look very good. I mean, they might say, I don't want to play that because that kind of gameplay is not for me. But I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about the looks of Cuphead. And right now, it seems like the Switch is the best version of it. Why? Because it's exactly like all the other versions and you can bring it with you. So if you haven't picked up Cuphead yet, and you have a Nintendo Switch, that's the place that you want to play it. Because it looks just like all the other ones. There's absolutely no downside to playing it on the Nintendo Switch. It's just a fantastic port. And that's something that I love to hear. Res TV in chat said, I played the Xbox and PC version. The Switch version is exact. It's an amazing port. You would think Panic Button did it. Just for those of you who don't know, Panic Button are the people who have ported over a bunch of games to the Switch, most notably Rocket League and Doom. They're the ones that ported those two games over, and they did a fantastic job. And it seems like uh, the people who ported Cuphead over have done an even more amazing job, which is really tough to do. Okay, I've got a video series that I want you guys to check out. Let's talk about it after this. The Atari video computer system is 20 cartridges with 1,300 game variations you play on your own TV set. All right. Uh, speaking of lots and lots of games, I've got 200, over 200 games on my Nintendo Switch. And somebody asked, Bill, can you tell me what are your top 50 games on the Nintendo Switch? And I thought that was that was a pretty tall order, but... I can do that. And I, I sat down and decided to make a, like a list and I was going to do it so that it was just a list on my website, runjumpstomp.com. However, I decided to instead record video and uh, I, I 50 games talking about each game and why I think it belongs on the list of my favorite uh, 50 Nintendo Switch games. And uh, in two days, on April 22nd, that's Monday at 3 p.m., uh, I'll have the first in the series premiere um, on on YouTube, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. So if you follow the, the, the link in the show notes and you go to uh, that, you can, you can click on the little bell to get reminded about when that comes up. And I'm doing... Uh, Numbers 50 to 41 will be coming out on uh, April 22nd. And then following that, it's going to be every Monday and Wednesday for for the rest of the other four videos. 
for numbers 40 through 31 and then 30 through 21 and you get the picture until we get down to the top 10. So it's my top 50 Switch games have uh, from somebody who has played over 200 of them. And I want you to keep in mind, this is my list. If your list is different, that's totally okay. Uh, but what would be really cool is if you guys could go there even before the video comes out, because the video placeholder is there and ready and ready for you guys to count down. Uh, you can go there now and you can add a comment and let me know what are your 50 through 41 list. Uh, and we can do this for uh, each video. So again, go to youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp. Once you're there, uh, set a reminder. Uh, well, subscribe if you haven't, but then set a reminder that lets you know when the video is going to come out and then leave a comment about your 50 through 41. And then when the video comes out, you can compare and see if my list is matching up with yours. All right. It's a, it'll be a little fun little game that we can play together. Uh, but that's my, it's going to be my top 50 and it's a huge, uh, it was a huge undertaking. It took me a long time to record. Um, so next game that I want to talk about, this is my favorite that I played this week. Uh, and it is, uh, my God, go back, go back to the eighties, pick up your Nintendo entertainment system and grab ice hockey. Remember ice hockey? You had the fat guy, the skinny guy and the medium guy. And you would you would pit your teams against each other, your four hockey players. You would pit those guys against each other, and you would play a game of hockey. Well, I've got a fantastic spiritual successor to that, and it's called Super Blood Hockey. Oh, my God. This game is amazing. It is so, so good. And the only reason that I can't recommend it to everyone is because it doesn't have online multiplayer. Super Blood Hockey feels like you're playing the old NES hockey, but it's got better graphics. Uh, it has fighting, so you you can like you can have a brawl, and then uh, whoever uh, has the most players knocked out at the end of the brawl, they are down, and then the other team gets a power play. Uh, the game is so fun. And I did my first look at it and I was shouting and yelling and cheering because it's a fantastic game. And if you are interested at all in Super Blood Hockey, then I highly suggest that you head on over to uh, my YouTube channel and, and see what the game looks like. Because it is just, this is going to be kind of cameraception for those of you who are who are watching uh, the show. But... Uh, <laughs> Because I'm showing my, um, I'm showing the video uh, from my YouTube channel, uh, but it, it's just it's such a cool game. Now, what with a name like Super Blood Hockey, what does that mean? Well, it means that there's a lot of blood in it, but you can also turn off the blood, and that's probably what I mean. The, the blood is just a couple of red squares that go on the ground. It, it, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Not like not even a little, uh, but you can shut that off completely if you want. It, it definitely has some, some, like there's a weird thing in the tutorial where you are a bunch of naked dudes learning how to fight in the shower, which is weird, but they're all pixelated and they have like towels around them and everything's blurred. It's very funny. And, uh, it, the controls are, are, are fun 
it it feels great. It's a fun, fun game. And if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check out Super Blood Hockey for the Nintendo Switch. I'm a big fan. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains. Embarrassing bald spots, no problem. All right, it's time for us to get out of here. But before we do, we've got feedback. I got a tweet, uh, which you can also tweet at me at RunJumpStomp. Use the hashtag Nintendo SwitchCraft uh, because I have other podcasts and it makes it easier for me to sort. Uh, but I got a tweet from at Two-Tone Strauss. They said, uh, Run, Jump, Stomp. Imagine being a Chinese gamer today, buying a Nintendo Switch now that it's finally available. Is that not one of the greatest launch libraries of all time? You've got Zelda, Mario Odyssey, Smash, Splatoon 2, and even Cuphead. Good things come to those who wait, I guess. And that's true. Good things do come to those who wait. What a, an amazing library of games the Nintendo Switch has and again, I've played like 200 of them, but there's thousands of them. There, well, there's at least 8,000 of them. I'm not sure how many games there are on the Switch uh, off the top of my head. But there's tons and tons of Switch games. And if you're if you're struggling to decide which games should I buy for the Switch, then I recommend you check out that Top 50 series that I've uh, just posted. Uh, okay. We are coming up on past 30 minutes, so it's time for me to wrap up the show. Super Mario, one, two, and three. There's power in numbers. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. Each game sold separately. And you guys are playing with power too. Listen, to become part of this community and play with power, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Get a hold of me through Twitter at RunJumpStomp. Use the hashtag NintendoSwitchCraft or use the Anchor app. Call in, leave a message. I will play it after the show or sometimes before the show. Who knows? Uh, if you're looking to support the show, it's super easy to do. Go to RunJumpStomp.com slash thank you. You can see all the ways to support the show there. And of course, if you like this show, you'll probably like my other shows. So head on over to RunJumpStomp.com slash shows and subscribe to those as well. It couldn't hurt. Uh, check out the music for today's show. It's by Noteblock, and it is fantastic. I will see you guys all next time on Tuesday when I'm recording our next episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. See you all. Bye-bye. Stay awesome. Stay awesome.